Hold please. The naked golfist now driving. Hello and welcome to the Knackered Golfist podcast. Um, I wanted to share an experience I had a few days ago. Um, I'm actually, I've been thinking about this episode for a few days now. Um, I actually went with my family to, on a little day trip to um, the coast of California this last weekend. Coast of Northern California. And... We actually stopped at a place called Silverado Golf Resort, Silverado Country Club. And that is where they have the Safeway open every year. And what I did is I was so, um, I was so sad that I wasn't able to go uh, visit the uh, Safeway open when they had it because they, were, they didn't have um, fans at the, uh, at the tournament. And so I wanted to go get a Safeway hat. And so I did a bit of research and emailed a few people and say the Safeway open people said the only way to get a hat is to go to actual is to go to the actual golf shop at Silverado Country Club and pick up and pick up a hat so that's what I did so I went there they actually had a special on um, Safeway open uh, merchandise and it was uh, buy one get one free and so I got myself two Safeway open hats and so my wife being the unbelievable fashion uh, person that she is, um, saw a hat that had a better color, and I actually traded up from the hat that I got at the golf shop. This hat was actually at the market. Uh, Silverado has a little bit has a little side market that's sort of in the on the entrance uh, street going into the uh, clubhouse, and uh, this hat was in there, and it was just gorgeous. It's a turquoise hat that says Safeway Open on it. They're both under, and the other hat I have is a white one. And they they both are Under Armour golf hats. Really, really good product. So two for one, if you're in the area, they still may have a few left. But what I wanted to do this ex- episode on was the, um, the thing I did after I bought the hat was I went to, over to the uh, putting green, the practice putting green that the tour players were using during the week of the tournament. And bear in mind that this is about three weeks after the Safeway Open happened. So you had the Safeway Open, then you had the U.S. Open, then you had uh, what was this week was the uh, the event down in the Dominican Republic. And I don't want to get the name wrong, so I'm just not going to say it. Um, but I was amazed. So f- for a guy like me, I was putting on a PGA Tour putting green. And the thing about it is that three weeks after the tournament happened, the putting green was still unbelievably smooth, and it's poanio grass on the on the turf, and they had the little flag sticks in the in the cups with the little foam, so you don't have to reach down in there and um, and pick the ball up because we're you know in the uh, different times, the new normal, whatever. And it was so fascinating to me to actually see what the modern day golf equipment is catering to. I mean, if you get a new piece of golf equipment, if you get a new putter and you go to that green, that's the actual green that that putter was designed to put on. Because if you take, if you go, if you get a brand new putter and you go to any other green, like on a municipal golf course, you're not going to have a, you're not going to have as, as splendid of a green as that one. And, 
that green was an unbelievable experience for me. And for me to do an episode just on that is sort of why I want to share this with uh, as many people that listen to this because it is so... I mean, all I brought with me was my my three uh, Strixon Q-Star Tour golf balls, and I had my Ping Mai Day with me, and I brought it, and I only I ended up just putting with one ball around all the holes on the green, and uh, I putted, I think I putted pretty well on that green because uh, I was able to sort of adjust my stroke to the amount of slope that was on the green. And I think I'm having a feeling that I don't know if this green is 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 effective or is is like all the other greens on the course. But I'm I'm thinking that the that the that the slope of the hills that are sort of to the east of the golf course influence the break on the greens. So I'm thinking that if the slope if the foothills are sort of on the east side of the course, I would say that the the breaks on the on the greens sort of break to the west, going towards Napa Valley. So, uh, and I just thought that was fascinating. I just thought that, I mean, it was granted it was about two o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday, and this green had been uh, walked on all morning and all midday and all afternoon to the point where I got there. And it was still rolling really smooth and really, really true. And they had, I noticed the, uh, the walk mowing marks of the walk mowers that, uh, that mowed the green in the morning. And I don't know how they prepared the green for the Safeway Open, but I'm wondering if they rolled it or if they mowed the green twice or whatever. But I mean, back when I was on the golf course maintenance crew in my, in my days doing that, I mean, for Saturday play on a, call, on a golf course especially on a resort or a private country club, you really want to make sure that that practice green is really looking good. So I think um, just just as far as preparation of the green goes, I think it was really, really well maintained and really, really in good shape three weeks after the tournament happened. And I just, I just, uh, I mean, the putter I got was probably about a $20 putter and it's about uh 30 if not 35 years old and it still it still was a good putter for the green and it still uh really worked and so i just wanted to share that with with folks and that i putted on a and i've never done that before i've never putted on a pga tour uh golf green and so my next thing that i wanted to find out was i've always wanted to know what kind of golf cups they use on the pga tour and, and for some reason, I have never seen uh, the golf cup on any sort of golf coverage because it's probably not that important to the television crew or whatever. But I consider myself a bit eccentric when it comes to golf cups because I love the Parade golf cup. That's the one that looks like the, uh, it looks like the, the radioactive symbol. It has uh, a hole down the middle of it, and it has three sort of rhombus looking uh squares on uh the difference on 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 the cup it's sort of like a i don't know looks like a, a triangle or a y or something like that 
But uh, I love those golf cups. I mean, you really get the sound. You get, you really get the sensation of the ball falling into the hole when you hear the ball falling in the hole. And um, when I was in golf, uh, the parried plastic golf cups for the practice green, which don't go down all the way, those are sort of the, the best ones to get uh, for, the, uh, for the practice green. And then if you're using the parade product out on the golf course, it's uh, it's probably customary or I think it's I think it's it's not it, you're not going to use the plastic golf cups out on the golf course. You're going to use the aluminum or the the aluminium or the zinc golf cups on the course, and that actually sounds so much better when the ball falls in the hole because you you really get the you know, you really, I, I can't duplicate the sound right now, but it just, it sounds really good. But it's, it's completely different from the golf cups in Japan because in Japan, the ball falls into the golf cup and it just sounds like it's falling into a tin can. So I actually appreciate the, uh, the Parade golf cups more than anything else in the world. So you have Parade, that's a product that uh, the company manufactures, and then there's the Standard Golf. And I think I think that could be the only ones available. And then for years there used to be a company called Lesco that had golf cups that we uh, that I've used before, and those were those were sort of different in their own right. So anyway, so I just wanted to share a little tidbit of um, you know my travels. Um, you know, we went to we went to Napa for a few. We went there for like an hour, maybe about an hour and a half, just to stop and use the restroom and buy a few golf hats and I just wanted to I, and, and, and for one thing for a guy like me nobody really hassled me on the greens like excuse me sir you're not supposed to be there you're not supposed to be putting but I had to make sure that my shirt was tucked in and I wore my I wore a pink golf shirt and I wore a pair of sort of beige uh, khaki sort of uh, shorts and I wore my my blue Pumas, and I didn't wear golf shoes, and I wore my Safeway Open hat. So I think um, looking your best for the sort of upper echelon resort golf course is a, is key, because if you go there with a t-shirt and flip flops on, they'll probably run you off. Um, it's like, excuse me, I just spent thirty bucks on these hats. Why are you why are you running me off? No, that's the thing you do. That's the thing you do. And then another bonus was. When I was done purchasing the hats, I uh, I strolled by a um, a trophy case that had some Johnny Miller memorabilia in there, and it had a it had a claret jug in there from his victory at the 1976 British Open, and it also had his golf clubs, which included uh, three persimmon uh, woods, which I think was his driver and his three wood and five wood. But what was so cool is that I saw his uh, golf bag, and it was like a red, uh, reddish golf bag that had Slazenger on it. And I didn't think, I, I, I don't remember Slazenger being a predominant uh, golf manufacturer in the United States. I always thought that that was a, uh, a British or European manufacturer back in that day. But the the irons that he had in this golf bag were, were they were forged and they looked a bit they looked like they could have been um, cavity back sort of uh, irons that had a whole bunch of lead tape on them and they said Johnny Miller on the uh, on the irons and they had he had the irons in there and he had his bullseye he had one of his bullseye putters in there 
And I was so excited to see that, and I took a bunch of pictures. And uh, maybe there's some way, maybe I'll post this on my. The the Knackered Golfist also has a blog. I also have a blog, um, and I'll probably post a link on the details part of this episode. And I'll probably post all those pictures that I took at the um, at the Silverado Golf Resort. So I just had a great time. It was just I love going on these trips to the coast, and I love going to. Uh, putt on greens and stuff just to, because I'm not a beach fan and um, I'd rather go to the putting green where it's nice and cool and, and let the other members of my family enjoy the beach so um, and then after when we we actually went to Bodega Bay California to uh, sort of chill out from the uh, sort of end of, sept- end of September sort of uh, summer uh, whatever you call it here and then I went to Bodega Harbor Golf Links um to uh, practice a little bit on the on the green there, and that was just completely different. Um, they're doing the whole COVID thing where the cup is inverted, and good thing about Silverado is that the uh, the golf cups were convex; they weren't inverted, so they were the regulation golf cup. And I probably did a I probably did a I probably was a bad I don't know I was probably a bad boy. <laughs> touching the uh, flag sticks at Silverado so I'm sorry for for doing that but uh, I had a great time it was just like I don't know 15 minutes walking around that putting green it was just fascinating to me just fascinating how I mean first of all a guy like me was able to go on to this practice green and just putt on a PGA Tour practice green this was on the PGA Tour and I remember seeing this green in 2019 the year that Cameron Champ won and just watching all the tour players um, on the screen, I saw I, I saw Tony Romo there uh, back in um, back in 2019, and people were trying to get him to sign a Dallas Cowboy uh, jersey, and the security guard wasn't having it. So he's like, yeah, he was like pointing those guys to go away. But um, there's a bad lip reading thing where Tony Romo was on the NFL bad lip reading, and there's some funny things that he did he does. So anyway, um, but it, it, it's you know watching watching from the sidelines to see what the guys are doing on the practice screen. You don't really get a you don't really get a sensation of what they're doing until you're actually on the green doing it yourself because you actually get a sense, obviously, of the green speeds and the slope and the uh, the stint meter. I mean, I mean it was probably nothing compared to what it was back during when they had the tournament back that week I'll I'll bet it was a lot faster and quicker but uh I don't know I just had a great time uh appreciating actually being on a PGA Tour practice green and actually it's the first event of the year on the PGA Tour and I and I felt um I felt like it was a it was a uh, privilege to go on that green and actually see how it is so um I had a really good time and uh just, just no bumps, no sort of golf spikes, no sort of uneven undulations on that green. It was just amazing. So, um, you know, regular schmo gets to go to the practice green that's used on the PGA Tour. So, anyway, I think I'm going to cut it off for now. So, thanks again for listening to The Knackered Golfist. Uh, check out my YouTube channel. It's called The Knackered Golfist on YouTube. And I also have a blog that is um, somewhere on the internet as well. It's got a bunch of numbers behind the Knackered Golfist. 
So um, I'll post a link on the details portion of this episode, and maybe you guys will get to see the uh, pictures I took. So anyway, thanks for listening. This has been another Knackered Golfers podcast episode. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Four, please. The Knackered Golfist now driving. <laughs>